from a bar mitzvah at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem to a temple procession in Taipei. The people of our world are passionate about their beliefs. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. Thanks so much for joining us today here on Radio Taiwan International. Up ahead this hour, it's Jukebox Republic. But as always, we kick off the week with a brand new episode of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, May the 3rd. I'm John Van Trieste, and joining me here in the studio today, we've got Stash Butler. Hello. And Shirley Lin. Hello. Up next, we'll be telling you the next thing that New Taipei City plans to ban. <laughs> also, uh, how bike a push to promote cycle tourism is reaching Taiwan's hotels. And we'll also be telling you the story of an entrepreneurial man whose enterprising skills are helping him to rake in a bit of cash in the middle of a severe drought. All that coming up next. Please stick around. Let's start with the drought story. As many of our listeners will know, uh, Taiwan is in the midst of a, I don't know if you can use the word historic, but it's definitely been many decades since it's we've been had a while. drought. It's been a while, yeah. I think 50 it was 50 odd years. Yeah, 50 odd years. I think it's like the first, was it 53 years since there hasn't been a typhoon, a typhoon. Yeah. passing over the main? Uh, 56. Maybe 56, yeah. One of the few times, most severe droughts in living memory. Let's yeah, put it that way. Right. And uh, in some parts of central and southern Taiwan, water is being rationed on certain days of the week. It's just being cut off. Uh, one man in this part of Taiwan has figured out a way to turn that to his financial advantage. I know. Well, he's saying that, um, you know, he still has water in his house. Why? How? I don't know. They've shut it's the water a, off. It's a freak kind yeah, of... Uh, isn't it? It's a fluke. It's kind of it's They kind of shut weird. water off to everyone else. They forgot his... his yeah. <laughs> Maybe he knows him. someone. Maybe he's got some connections. Exactly. Some and he knows a guy. Yeah, he knows yeah, a guy. Yeah, and you wonder what kind of water it is, right? But anyway, so he's saying that, hey, I've still got water at my place, so anybody who wants to take a shower... Um, can come and just pay me 50 NT. That's actually very reasonable. That's like a dollar 50 or something, is it? About yeah. that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right, and he's offering shampoo and body soap and oh, hair dryer. That's, oh, okay. that's, that's actually a, a lot. Yeah, that's a good deal. I'm down for really? that. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I could have used that a few times. But the thing is that someone went on the streets and started asking, you know, all these uh, passersby about their opinion about this. Like a reporter? Um, or just a guy? Um, just a guy, I think. Or maybe a Vigilante reporter for the yeah. <laughs> News, I guess. Jersey. Yeah. Um, so somebody was saying, like, you know, if you're a philanthropist, mm. you should be offering it for free. Why? Well, he has a water bills someone. to pay. Yeah. Presumably, it costs him money. Yeah, exactly. Oh, really? He's, He's got, got water bills to pay. Oh, this is supply well, they, and demand. This is just the, this is how it works. Market economics. Market economics. <laughs> people are thinking that he's just you know he's trying to scam people off you know for money in the well, midst scamming of like, them. It's very they're very kind of willingly paying. Yeah. yeah. I mean you know because they're thinking that everybody's desperate for water and here you are you should be offering for free anyway. So somebody else oh, was saying that they're afraid like um 
gosh, you don't know where this water is coming from. Mm, Everybody else got the water cough. Why does he still have water? <laughs> you know, he like, could be pumping it out of the nearby it's like river. Like nuclear right? power plant. Yeah. It's, 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 kind of, it's kind of spooky. And then um, this woman, was, she was saying, that, oh, no, I wouldn't want to go because you don't know how, whether his bathroom is hygiene enough, it's clean enough, you know. And then, I would just feel uncomfortable in general showering at a stranger's house. Yeah. You would? A See, you bit. guys are guys, okay? A well, male. No, no. I mean, men are into it. I'm not really sure it's yeah, that right. I, I take gender. a shower with, in a gym with those other people I don't know around, but that's a public I wouldn't place. walk that's into public. some a guy I just met at his house like, yeah. and then just walk into his bathroom. Right. Um, well, I use your and then, facilities. <laughs> and then somebody else was saying, like, you know, you don't know. Maybe he's got hidden camera. And mm. uh, anyway, I, yeah, that suspicious. sounds like a, a, a yeah. That sounds also, like a, yeah, make now that this is in the news, the government might come for part yeah, of those I feel profits. Like someone's gonna the come tax knocking. office is going right. to. Yeah. Where's our saying, cut? Yeah. You're not licensed. Were, <laughs> well, actually, though, um, they were saying that they don't have a reason to find him or 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 you know think that well, he they violated anything. Shut his water off, like. Well, they not figure also, that out. he's not licensed. Oh. So yeah. He's not a licensed bathing facility. Mm. You have to have business license, right? Or and Presumably, he doesn't yeah. have like you know insurance, accident insurance, or anything. And like uh, the health department hasn't come and inspected, and he hasn't paid taxes either. So well, you're on his case. Yeah, yeah <laughs> this man's are. not going to get away with it so <laughs> so, so lightly. Yeah, it looks like yeah, it looks like they're very the lenient in central Taiwan. Yeah, it seems I, like it. That's I, such a freak kind of occurrence. Yeah, isn't yeah. it? I would be wary about going. Even even, no I matter think, how desperate I need a shower. <laughs> yeah, if I did by any chance find myself in that kind of situation, I wouldn't advertise the fact that I still have water. They're <laughs> yeah. just going to cut it off now. Yeah, They'll exactly. realize they made yeah. a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, what I don't understand is like in these places, they have this kind of five days on, two days off right. kind of thing. Yeah, what, rationing. What do, like, do people have kind of tanks in their houses that they can fill before that? Is that, uh, is that right. how that it works? That defeats the purpose okay. then, because everyone's hoarding. But, yeah, everyone just hoards. But that's the thing, though. Um, John, probably you weren't here, but when, there was a year when Taipei City did have water rationing. Um, and we had to go and get these bright orange water tanks, the plastic tanks, mm. to fill water so that we have enough for the toilet, you know, uh, you know cooking or whatever. Yeah, we had I to. I breathe exclusively in Fiji yeah, I know, water. It, it is kind of weird, right? Avion. Avion. My, my but, bathing um, water must come from the French Alps. <laughs> and I still have that orange water tank yeah, oh, really? on my balcony. Yeah, I don't know what to do with Knocking it. Around. So it's there. Yeah. So, like, so, like, stock you, so you, does that mean you just can't shower in those two days? You then? can just go to the convenience store and buy water in a bottle. But then, like, Ooh, and then just kind of pour fancy. it over your... Um, yeah. yeah. You can yeah, feel like you're well, um, It was during the summer, so it's not like you can get away without showering. So what do you do? So um, I think it was only... I don't really remember. Right. Maybe it was shut off from like, you know, six to six or something. I forgot. You know? Okay. So, so there was some time hours. Yeah, yeah. everyone just suddenly has a shower like <laughs> as soon as it's like... A collective flush of the yeah. toilet. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that would be mad. Oh, that, that sounds awful. But I mean, You wouldn't have any trouble with, with Fatbergs after that. Everyone no, simultaneously... <laughs> just do it all at once. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> you know, when, when, when there's shortening, I mean, you know, when there's water shortage, really, you realize just how important this water is to mm. our lives. Mm. Yes. Really, it's it's really humbling. Yeah. Well, uh, that's a guy, uh, you know, he should maybe go to business school or yeah. something. Get an MBA. He knows how to... He knows what he's doing. Entrepreneur. Okay. <laughs> well, you guys can look Taipei, about... Yeah, Taiwan needs more people like you. Yes. Your entrepreneurial <laughs> you've spirit. The, you've got gumption. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, leave some comments for him then. Yeah. You've got chutzpah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
well, New Taipei City is gonna pass a new ban, and uh, it's a surprising thing because I, I thought that uh, this was a, a growing trend in Taiwan. I guess they're kind of kind of put the kibosh on that. <laughs> on, on cigarettes, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. I, I know. I'm, I was just as surprised as you are because you know I thought this is the in thing. We're talking about. Uh, vaping. Talking about e-cigarettes or vaping, yes. Mm. Um, so there's legislation banning the sale of e-cigarettes in New Taipei City, and it cleared the city council. Okay? Oh wow! Not it hasn't cleared the cabinet or the legislature yet, but you know it's it cleared the first stage. So making it the first of Taiwan's six special municipalities to ban the sale of vaping products, and that means prohibiting the manufacture, importation, sale, display, or advertising of vaping devices and heated tobacco products. So they're to, well, except what? for unless it's like a patch or chewing tobacco, they're all heated. Technically, you burn yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't uh, know. Like, is but, is, but what about pipes? That's the thing. I don't. Uh, yeah, it's I, heated. I it's going. in fire. I feel like there are, there's, there's like two kinds. I don't really understand exactly how these things work. I don't uh, either. So, it's, but it's like I feel like one of them you can actually put like tobacco or something in right. it, and okay. it will like do like a very uh, some kind of like dry burn or something i don't really understand it and then there's the and the the, the ones that use liquid but mm-hmm. i don't oh, think is liquid. burning you know like when you okay. when you put like a kind of vape yeah liquid thing well, it's well, liquid it's it's vaping. Like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah we're yeah. both new taipei residents and both of us have seen vape shops near us so that's yeah. going to have an immediate impact on our neighborhoods i know there's one just around the corner from where i live and you know i don't think they've opened even for a year yet only a couple of months oh, or something no. and i've gone like oh why, why should I feel sorry for them? I know, I, should, I, I say <laughs> that. I mean, this no, is no, no. how... I, I, I'm saying that too. <laughs> and and um, to be honest though, I think that vaping, the, the aroma, I actually prefer it to real cigarettes. It's true. It's not as right? offensive. It's, right? Yeah. It doesn't right? make you feel like... <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make you feel like, oh, that is a carcinogen. But it probably right. still is. It is. You know? yeah. It still is, but, it still is, but at least it tastes nice. Right. Now, so they're saying it's that it's all illegal unless... Yeah. <laughs> now, so they're saying that it's all illegal unless you have a government drug, like you have a permit for you know, that is a government drug or a medical device. It's a um, government so, drug. I, 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 Where can I, I get that? You know, that's like legal drug or something. <laughs> yeah. um, so then violators I don't feel face. like there's a medicinal use for that, though. Yeah. That is really weird, but it says medic- a device some sort. I don't know. Right. I don't feel okay. like you, government, a doctor I, is going to write you a note for. I mean, it's not like a government ni- drug. It's not like the 1950s anymore. Where <laughs> nine out of ten doctors recommend <laughs> smoke them, Joe's. Probably not. <laughs> so anyway, violators can be fined up to as much as uh, three thousand five hundred forty U.S. dollars. So how many? That's the highest. Three thousand five hundred forty. Yeah, right? For Ten running, times, a, I'm, for running I'm sure. a, a store like this. Yes. We're going to have like vape speakeasies unless, now. No, <laughs> unless you like, try to make I'm, corrections. I guess what's really scary about it, I mean, I don't know what it's like here, but back at home in the UK, it's like a lot of uh, young people kind of yeah. like getting yeah. really into it. I think in the US as well. They're it's everywhere. Yeah. yeah, the young people. Yeah. And that's that's something that happened since I've been here. I go back and see, I'm like, where did all this come from? Yeah. I haven't liked that right. before. All the kids have aping. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one, the, the shop that, you know, that is around the corner from where I live, it's opened by young people. And it's really? like all young people, yeah. <clears throat> so It's the hip really, thing to be doing. It is, isn't it? Apparently. It's just no, a hip thing. We're not necessarily condoning that. We're not condoning that. it. No. <laughs> no. But anyway, so um, they're also prohibiting um, people under the age of 18 using novel tobacco products such as, well, these e-cigarettes and novel heated cigarettes. Tobacco. Only pipes. So <laughs> it's, 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 it's not it's only pipe prohibiting them from, you know, I mean, people too young to be 
smoking this. Mm. Well, I guess it makes sense. This is the year on t- of, on TikTok of the sea shanty, so we can get the pipes uh, and maybe a captain's ER, hat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And um, now violators, you know, they have to not only be fined, but they also have to go and take some classes. And if they fail to take the classes, they'll be fined another another 354 US dollars. This is also very extreme. Wow. Yeah, so they're taking pretty seriously. I feel like there's a lot of more things. I live in New Taipei and there's a lot of things, other things that I think that should be higher on the city council's yeah, priority. Like yeah, um, I know. I, I can think of Just from right today now. alone, no beeping loudly. <laughs> there was, there was th- at least, b- before I came into work today, there was like at, th- at least three cars that were like parked outside of the house and like mm. trying to get people I guess upstairs to come down they're like Beep! that's quite annoying <laughs> how, I'm not really sure how you'd legislate against that though you know well I'd just like get Noise their license pollution. number and say this guy's annoying mm. find him yeah and give me a cut you should because yeah. I'm, I'm doing my part yeah you could be one of those people <laughs> that makes the news right um, right yeah so anyway um, New Taipei City that's pretty interesting well actually Taipei City is they're reviewing a similar proposed ordinance, so they could be next. Or like, next. or like a pick up after your dog legislation. That would be nice. Yeah, because that's not that enforced probably, at all. That probably is already. My roommate and I, we call, we text each other in the morning, like with warnings about where to watch out, because like <laughs> every morning without fail, there's new surprises. Really. Or, uh, so yeah. you got to watch for your step. You're right. Yes. Really. So, yeah, and probably not the best use of municipal resources, but I guess it'll rake in a lot of money for them because there's lots of people doing it. A more healthy in-thing is cycle tourism, and hotels are sort of getting in on it. Yeah, that's right. So the Tourism Bureau is uh, saying it's the year of cycling tourism. Um, I like how, haven't you heard? I like <laughs> how government agencies just declare things yeah. the year of... <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? You can't You can't decide this unilaterally. <laughs> we have to make a collective decision on what this is the year of. Like, it's the year of br- like, realizing breathing. <laughs> it's, the, <laughs> it's the year of eating. Yeah, it's, it's like, the year of breathing, government declares. Um, and no, so they're declaring that... You know, it's part of kind of figuring out what tourism is going to be like post COVID nineteen, um, and they're betting big on tour on cycling. It seems. I mean, Taiwan is already good at cycling. Um, it's a great place to be a cyclist. I think it's fair to say. Unless you're on the city streets. Yeah, not city streets with bike are not lanes. so great. But as soon as you get out of it, I mean, especially because like in Taipei, you know, you can live in the center of the city, and then within. 20 minutes, 15 minutes of cycling, you could be in like yeah, this, that is true. You know, true. mountains, basically, mm. a forest. And that's quite nice. Uh, and cyclists love a good hill. And there's some, a few good hills in Taiwan. Um, but the government is trying to make it so that there are more places that you can kind of, that cyclists can stay and get maintenance for bikes and oh, stuff. Yeah, if you have a specialist bike and like your chain snaps or something, that's a real problem. I mean, I'm definitely a fan of this because I were myself cycled around the island uh, a few months back and there was definitely a keen lack of um maintenance places when i needed it let's right. just put it that way you just got to carry your own supplies well yeah i i had a quite a bad puncture and then uh the, i basically had to cycle the last 100 kilometers back to taipei with a flat tire um, you did yeah you're not supposed to well, well, what are you going to do? Wasn't, yeah, I mean, it wasn't no. by choice, Shirley. No. <laughs> uh, so, I so, did it for the extra yeah. challenge. So the bike is done for then because the rim is all like out of shape. No, I mean, okay, so I'm exaggerating. It was it was like I, I had a puncture, I replaced it, uh, and then it was about 
half flat, which means it's getting flatter as oh, it goes. Okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then I got, I eventually got a, a, a kind of inner tube replacement, but it was a bit of a nightmare. And I, I went everywhere to look for a bicycle pump and there were none to be found. And none of these shops could help so me. So not even so much as a bicycle pump. Yeah, no, we're not about exactly. I'm not asking too much. That's all, all, all I want is a proper pump. Um, but apparently more than a thousand hotels are expected to be certified as cyclist-friendly accommodation by the end of this year. So how, what's the certification involved? Well, well yes, yeah, so this is a good question. It's, uh, they can apply for certification if they have parking spaces for bicycles. Um, fine. As well as cleaning and maintenance facilities. Doesn't say exactly what those tests, are. though. Yeah. You have to know what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. I mean, so it says that there are some... I mean, some places are kind of going further than others. There's a chain called L'Hotel de Chine, which I... Have you guys ever stayed at? I don't no, know. No, it sounds yeah. very um, fancy. I think they got one in China, Taipei. China Hotel, I guess. Um, uh, is working with Giant, which is a, a big kind of bike manufacturer in Taiwan, to train 14 butlers for for cyclists so your relatives will all be yeah exactly a cyclist but i am a cyclist butler uh who who will be in charge of the safety of hotel guests and checking their brakes and tires and adjusting their seats during cycling tours so adjusting their seats I, it I sounds good like you know wiping their bums yes. <laughs> may i adjust your seat I, sir like, please let go of my bike <laughs> um no so these well stash you can make money out of this yes besides go on a cycle i'm trip, the original can, like, cyclist butler other, yeah and then you make money. i mean i'm I, I you know i'm i'm not actually as as well versed in in bikes and bike maintenance well, you're as, definitely better than me <laughs> well maybe uh, i don't know um but yeah so it seems like the, the, the government are really trying to push this which i think is good because cycling is a great way to kind of get out and about yeah, lots of people do it it's uh but like i said if you're out somewhere and there's nowhere to nowhere to help you yeah i mean have... i think even in taipei though i mean i cycle about taipei on this bike that cost me maybe like 70 <clears throat> us dollars wow um and it What's great about Taipei is that it's built in the, uh, you know, in a historic lake basin. So it's so flat. It's so flat. I mean, com- coming from basically any other city, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you can cycle around and just not encounter just a hill ever. I feel that mm. you're very brave to do that, though, because I use the U-bike some from time to time, our, our municipal mm. bike exchange. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just like this, you're, you're on cramped sidewalks. Yeah. People it's are bit, not... It, yielding no no that is a bit annoying i mean there are certain roads which is like good to do it on like there's the uh what's that uh xini like going east to west that's got some good bike lanes but there are but a lot of very them, few yeah. and they're yeah you're right they're that's few uh, and far between. i find i mean you have to kind of get used to it. i mean like for me i was i was cycling in london which has a considerably worse cycling really? infrastructure i would say yeah really yeah i, I mean, would imagine that would be a great place to cycle i mean i think it's getting better um but uh, you, I think maybe I'm thinking of Amsterdam, though. Yeah, oh, Amsterdam. Yeah, <laughs> I, think I mean, that's yeah, I'm thinking of. you can't generalize from Amsterdam <laughs> to the rest of Europe. I just feel like uh, <laughs> Americans just think that Europe is good for that. It's just perfect. Yes. Yeah. No, you I can mean, just bike everywhere. It's okay. I mean, it is getting better, but like, um, but I mean, a lot of people, you know, when you say, "Oh, I cycle in London," they're like, "What?" You know, they're kind of like, "Oh, it's a death trap." Um, well, here I think some places it actually kind of is because you're on the in the middle of the road with cars. Yeah, I guess. Uh, what, what ends up killing lots of people in the UK is roundabouts wow. and uh, oh. uh, and or traffic circles or whatever you call those yeah. things. Uh, and um, but Taiwan doesn't really have those. Not in, except unless you're in the south. Well, there yeah. are a few. And south. And Tainan is full. Okay. Of them. Well, not in, not in Taipei at least. So hmm. um, so yeah, it's a bit safer. Um, but the, yeah, so they 
trying to upgrade upgrade all these facilities and get these hotels going on this Fulon Hotels and uh, Resort, which has seven hotels across Taiwan. Yep, I've stayed at one. Oh yeah, how was it? It was nice. Did you cycle there? No, I didn't. No. I, it was a sort of place that I don't think you really could cycle very safely. It's like this. Where was it? It's in Kunding, and it's like oh, okay. by the main strat, strag where there's yeah. so much traffic. Yeah. And no, except for the very small shoulder of the road, yeah. no real. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I think you. you I think. You can just be assertive and cycle on the road. Uh, <laughs> you just be like, you're going to wait. You just got to like, just go, yeah. Um, but they, they they say they're going to have uh, their facilities that are all going to have kind of maintenance facilities like parking spaces and bike cleaning areas and spin dryers, which I'm not really sure. What is that? Uh, you know. What's a spin dryer? I, I'm, I'm guessing it means for clothing. Um, I'm not sure why that relates. I oh, guess it, you're 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 going to be covered in sweat. Yeah, from your, your sort and then of you f- wash spandex. I mean, but the thing here. is, Taiwan's normally so hot that you know you hang something up and it will dry within a couple of hours. Oh no, in the summer at least. I, don't, I wonder if they're going to be have like exams though, like they do for like sommeliers. Like this is a, <laughs> the bike butler. 12, 12 speed mountain bike explorer. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I know it very well. I would be surprised. Uh, I think it's probably going to be a bare minimum, but that's better than nothing. You know, if they just had a bike pump, I would be happy. (laughs) And before we go today, a bit of history. We're talking about a 90-year-old war veteran living here uh, who has learned how to use a computer so that he can tell his story to the world. It's about time. Yeah, um, and he has quite a story. He was 18 during the Chinese Civil War, when the communists basically uh, captured their escape route. They were going to come to Taiwan. The army Mm. was retreating, uh, falling to communism everywhere. And the route that they were going to take was captured, and they were cornered. Ah. And they had the only choice they had was to go south, and they ended up crossing Vietnam after fleeing back and forth halfway across China, he says, in his memoirs. Oh, wow. In Vietnam, which was a French colony at the time they were allowed to enter but only if they laid down their weapons and they were made prisoners randomly right okay i don't know that's a, was that a surprise you know like lay down your weapons aha, aha got we've you. got you yeah. uh they were imprisoned off southern vietnam for four years before being granted passage to taiwan oh, wow and uh he says that it's kind of a he's kind of torn i think about the whole experience because on the one hand he kind of rather wishes sometimes that he'd stayed in in that island paradise it's a famous oh, really? for resorts now uh, uh, island off oh. the coast south of vietnam it's okay. quite beautiful i understand uh my friends like it um and he they says, were they weren't in prison there I no think. they weren't right uh, but it's uh, probably different if you're being in prison but there. and but and yeah and so he settled down in miaoli county and after a military career uh, and it says here that he was injured during an airdrop exercise, so he continued to have military adventures even after the time. Wow. Uh, but he remained very patriotic and missed his home in China very much. He said he cried every time the national anthem played. And at the time, during this era, it was played for everything before any public event like a movie, mm. and everyone had oh, to yeah. stand. I remember that. And that continued for a long time. Uh, and finally, well, he did get to go to China while his mother was still there and alive, by the way. Uh, oh, wow. So when it first opened up, and he said he like knelt on the ground and did the Pope thing. Wow. Kissed the ground. Oh. Well, so if he's 90 now, and yeah. that would mean... He's experienced a lot and uh, has written his uh, story. It's I don't know if it's online or not, but they in the newspaper here interviewed him. It's uh, uh, interesting to see that he's finally uh, getting a chance to tell everyone about it. Well, that just about does it for today's edition of Here in Taiwan. I'm John Van Trieste. I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Stash Butler. Don't go anywhere just yet. Coming up next, it's Jukebox Republic.
Welcome to Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin of Radio Taiwan International. Now, just last week, Taiwan heard some really good news because Taiwan-born leaders have nominated or elected to take important U.S. government positions, and they're both women. Can't tell you how surprised I was, but I was really happy to hear that. First of all, you know, the fact that the U.S. recognizes gifted Taiwanese people, and of course, they look up to women. Yay! I'm really impressed, but at the same time, I'm telling myself in Taiwan, don't get prideful. So I'll tell you all about that and another story about a young climate um, activist from India pleading for help from Taiwan. This song here is Jiao Ao, Pride. I'm proud of them. This is by Xiao An. All right, you're listening to Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin, and I'm talking about some heroes. Or, no, actually, they're just, you know, um, uh, women from Taiwan 
who have been nominated or elected for certain positions in the U.S. government. So the first person I'm talking about is a Taiwanese botanist, Cai Yifang, uh, who has been elected as a member of the National Academy of Sciences in the U.S. Cai, who is a distinguished fellow at Academia Sinica, which is Thomas' top research body, um, is a distinguished fellow at the Institute of Molecular Biology, um, she was actually really surprised and delighted that her many years of inconspicuous research in Taiwan, that's what she said, had been recognized internationally. And um, now I think she's just too humble, don't you think? A botanist specializing in plant molecular biology, and her research focuses on nitrate transport, signaling, and utilization efficiency in plants. She discovered the first protein for nitrate transport in plants and rewrote the theory of nitrate transport for textbooks. Tsai also discovered a new nutrition sensing mechanism in plants. So, I mean, you know, she's too humble. You know, it's the, there's the first in a lot of these things that she um, d- discovered or, you know, uh, researched on. So I, I think she deserves to be recognized. Um, Tsai devised, also devised a new strategy for pursuing farming sustainability, and her innovative research findings have been published in many um, academic journals such as Cell, Nature, Science, and Plant Cell. These are all pretty prestigious academic journals, and she has also been honored as a distinguished Taiwanese scientist and has won many domestic and international awards. I mean, people can really spend years and years of research and hard work before the efforts would be recognized and credited. And for Tsai to think that what she was doing all those years was something inconspicuous, I mean, really, she's too humble. Um, So I'm definitely proud of her, and it's really exciting news. Another person is also awesome, too. She's Heidi Xu, and um, President Joe Biden nominated her for the Undersecretary of Defense for Research and Engineering. That makes her the highest-ranking Asian-American official at the Pentagon, if confirmed by the Senate. Um, Xu's nomination reflects the Biden administration's determination to pick more women and minorities to fill top positions. Yay to that. If confirmed by the Senate, she will be working as Pentagon's chief technology officer, overseeing all defense research, engineering, and technology development. She would also be the second female undersecretary at the Department of Defense, um, and uh, she was previously served as Assistant Secretary of the Army for Acquisition, Logistics, and Technology from September 2012 to January 2016. Uh, before she started working in government, she had held several senior positions focused on aerospace technology at Raytheon. And, uh, you know, that's a major American weapons manufacturer. She was born in Xu. Uh, not she, S-H-E, but she, S-H-Y-U, was born in Taipei in 1953, and then later she emigrated to the U.S. She holds master's degrees in mathematics and system science from the University of Toronto and University of California, Los Angeles, respectively. Um, she is a member of the National Academy of Engineering and an honorable fellow of the American Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics. So that's really exciting. I mean, a woman in defense, that's kind of unheard of. And I find it really interesting. Now, Tsai Yifang, she spelled her last name Tsai as in T-S-A-Y, which is um, different from the usual spelling of Tsai in Taiwan, which is T-S-A-I. Actually, if I, when I see T-S-A, 
Y. I probably pronounce it as Tay or whatever. And so she spelled it differently. And likewise with the uh, defense uh, undersecretary Xu, who pronounced or rather spells her last name as S H Y U, which normally in Taiwan would spell as H S U. You know, it's so. It's interesting because I think that when Taiwanese people, when they go abroad or emigrate to other countries, they change their names so that they think it's easier for um, you know Americans or you know whichever country people um, would be easier for them to pronounce. But I don't think so. In this case, S H Y U, I probably would have said Xu <laughs> Yu. Yeah, but um, yeah, you know they think that it, they just want to make it easier um, for foreigners to pronounce their names, so they spell it. You know, differently from how we would spell it in Taiwan. Just like some time ago, I interviewed someone who is Taiwanese who grew up in New Zealand, I think it was, Australia, and、uh, her last name is Wang, W-A-N-G, but then she preferred to pronounce it as Wang, as in W-E-N-G, and 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 I'm I'm sure that when foreigners see the 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 spelling W-A-N-G, they will automatically say Wang, you know.、Um, So as not to confuse her foreign friends, I suppose, and and she's so used to saying Wang, she told me to say Wang, you know, in in the show, when I was interviewing her. In fact, you know, knowing that she grew up abroad, I actually asked her how she wants to be pronounced W A N G, and she told me Wang. So I find it interesting. But anyway, that's just how it is with people when they emigrate to other countries. They would spell their name differently. Anyway, I've got a song here. It's um. It's called 移民火星 which is like emigrate to Mars. And this is by Xin Yuetuan, Xin Band.
Now, another story I got here is about the climate activist um, from India. Um, I'm going to try to say her name, Lixi Priya Kangujam. And she's actually famous in her country um, as an activist. And she's only nine years old. Kangujam is well, like one of the youngest climate activists in the world. Uh, she's known as India's Greta Thunberg, who is this young activist from Sweden. So Kangujam has been advocating against climate change since 2018, and she called for Taiwan's assistance in coping with India's massive surge in coronavirus cases recently. Earlier this month, India began to suffer from a catastrophic second wave of COVID-19 infections, and Kangujam has been like posting on her Twitter uh, about areas and individuals in need of oxygen and beds, you know, hospital beds. She has also begun to call for aid from the outside world, and on April 27th, she basically announced that she was even begging Taiwan Foreign Ministry for assistance. She included a screenshot of an exchange in which she contacted Taiwan's Foreign Minister Joseph Wu for assistance. In the screenshot, uh, Wu, our Foreign Minister, uh, could be seen saying, like, God bless India and its, ma- and its magnificent people. We are working very hard to help. Now, Kangujam thanked him, but then pointed out that specifically India needs oxygen concentrators which are these devices that concentrates the oxygen from a gas supply, usually just air, by selectively removing nitrogen to supply an oxygen-enriched product gas stream. So it would just, you know, they, they take out all the nitrate and then leave just pure oxygen, you know. So anyway, Kangujam even added, I'm begging you, we're dying. 
You know, those were her lines. So Taiwan sent 150 oxygen concentrators over the weekend. Our foreign minister Wood said that the shipment is the first batch. So hopefully there will be more. In response, Kagujam told Taiwan News that it's not enough, but the people of India will be forever grateful to Taiwan. She said she's looking forward to more aid from Taiwan in the coming days and stated that it will build a stronger bilateral relationship in the future and said that this is an opportunity to strengthen our relationship that meant between Taiwan and India. So these are the stories that really made an impact on me this past week, and I just want to share with you. Thank you so much for joining me on Jubas Republic. I'm Shirley Lin, and... I have a song here by Xu Jiaying, La La Xu. Um, I really like her a lot. She's an incredible singer, and she's really, really um, creative with her songs. She writes her own songs anyway. This one here is actually called Si Ri Jiu Xing, which probably translates to something like um, the helping star. Hope you enjoy.
served. Join Andrew Ryan and Ellen Chu as they sample their way through Taiwan's culinary delights. Andrew, I thought we said no more intestines. <clears throat> That's on Feast Meets West every Saturday, only on Radio Taiwan International. Radio for refined palates. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.